inside of God's house and outside in God's presence as much as we are in the sanctuary. And so we want you to prepare yourselves. Make your house your church today. Make the car your church today. Carry it everywhere you go and join us for worship. Now, I know that people in trouble all over the world, we're praying for you. Those of you who are suffering, we're praying for you. Florida and the East Coast, we got you, we got you. All over the world where people are suffering, our prayers go up. But remember, in spite of all things, this is still the day that the Lord has made and we will be glad and rejoice in it. Oh, we welcome our music department today. Sister Hope Carr, Brother Darnell Carr, and we ask that they come and we ask that you receive as we soften our hearts, fill our souls to worship the Lord God. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be able to praise the Lord one more time. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus this morning. I don't know about you, but I command my soul to bless the Lord. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what we face. I command my soul to bless the Lord because he's been so good and he's worthy of all the praise. Come on and let's bless the Lord this morning. soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. Come on and say so, so. I command my hands to clap for joy. I command my hands to clap for joy. I command my hands to clap for joy. Come on, hands, hands, clap for joy. So, so, bless the Lord. So, 
the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord who made heaven and earth. He said, he said, I will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord who healeth thee, the Lord who healeth. For he shall not slumber nor sleep. He shall not slumber nor sleep. For the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. For the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve my soul. He shall preserve my soul. now to the Old Testament I do believe that we are people today who need to be very familiar with the Old Testament as well as the New Testament for the Old Testament gives us foundation and grounding in the character of God Almighty so listen as I invite you to come to 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, chapter 12, 2 Samuel, chapter 12, verses 7 through 15, and I'm going to add verse 1, and then we go to 7 through 15. 
chapter 12, verse 1 says, And he sent Nathan the prophet to talk to David. Then Pastor Nathan told David, Now listen to what the Lord God of Israel told me to say to you. God says, I chose you, David, to, to be the king of Israel. I kept you safe from Saul and even gave you his house and his wives. I, I let you rule, David. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much more. Why? We like to think we ask God why. God asks us why too. Why did you disobey me and do such a horrible thing? You murdered Uriah the Hittite by having the Ammonites kill him so you could take his wife. Because you wouldn't obey me and you took Uriah's wife for yourself. Your family will never live in peace. Someone from your family will cause you a lot of trouble and I'll take your wives and give them to another man before your very eyes. And he will go to bed with them while everyone looks on. What you did was in secret. But I'll do this in the open for everyone in Israel to see. And David said, Oh Lord, I have disobeyed you. David said, I have disobeyed the Lord. The Lord said, yes, you have. Then Pastor Nace then answered, you showed you didn't care, David, what the Lord wanted. He has forgiven you. And you won't die. But your newborn son will then Pastor Nathan went back home. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. And now I want you to pray with me and for me. Almighty God, as I stand in your presence, Father God, I would ask that you consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my will be lost. And let what you want me to do be what I want me to do. Allow the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. You are a God of grace. You're a God of mercy. But you're also a God 
of justice. And we give you praise for who you tell us you are. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Beloved, there are so many wonderful, wonderful things about the Word of God. And one of them is learning from the personalities that the Bible lifts up for us to learn from. It's important today to know the Bible. And this personality that we are going to talk about today is very familiar. He's a famous Bible personality. A king. He was a king named David. Now for those of you who do not know David, let me let me share his resume. David was the greatest king of all of Israel. David was the ancestor of Jesus Christ. David, David is listed in the Hall of Fame in the New Testament book of Hebrews 11. And a man described by God himself, God said about David, he said, David, you are a man after my own heart. But, but David was also a betrayer, a liar, an adulterer, and a murderer. Lord have mercy. In the 11th chapter of 2 Samuel, we learn of David's sin. As we read, we find that David had seen a woman named Bathsheba bathing while he was walking on the rooftop. And he was tempted by her beauty. Ah, and he yielded to temptation. When I was growing up, you know, the folk back then that I loved so much, they said, yield not, they sing him, to temptation. For yielding is sin. Now, I didn't understand it then. Oh, but now I know what temptation is. He yielded to temptation and committed adultery with Bathsheba. She became pregnant and she sent word to David the king that she was pregnant and after receiving the word that Bathsheba was going to have his baby David sent for her husband and tried several tricks to get him to go to bed with his wife so that he would think that it was his baby you better read the word <laughs> and then after David's schemes failed David ordered that Bathsheba's husband be killed in order to cover David's sin. 
Lord have mercy. Oh, my. Oh, my. Bathsheba's husband was murdered, and David then married Bathsheba, and she had his baby. Oh, my. You think the news is crazy today. Bathsheba's husband was murdered, and then Bathsheba had his baby. It's hard to believe that, isn't it? David, a man after God's own heart, had some things in his closet that the Bible opens up for us to see and to learn from because we have all sinned. And fallen short of God's glory. The main thing we're going to learn from David's mistakes is just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Oh, child of God, in verse 1 of chapter 12, we read these words. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. And the Lord sent Nathan the pastor to talk to David. Now, it's interesting that many things we do today are all about pleasing us. You know, the big thing today, if this feels good, it's do it. Even if it don't last, do it. If your body wants it, if your mind says it's okay, do it. But the thing the Bible says is that David did something that God didn't like. Isn't that the question? As somebody who believes in God, we need to ask, God, if I do this, will you be pleased or displeased with me? Oh, my sisters and my brothers, sin always displeases the Lord. Oh, you can try to find an excuse and, and you can try to hide. You can attempt to rationalize and justify. You can fool yourself. You can lie. But sin always displeases God. And because God loved David, he was not going to let him off the hook because God chastises those whom he loves. God is, that's why we call him father. And in the real world, our natural fathers should be imitators of, of God. One reason the world is in a mess is because we've done so many things in our culture to destroy men. And so what we, what we find out here, listen, listen to this. The preacher told David in verse 7, pastor say, you are the man, David. You the man. You, you the man. The Lord, the God of Israel anointed you king of Israel and rescued you from the hand of Saul. God gave you a master's house and beautiful wives. God says he would have even given you much more. So why, David, why did you do evil? You had everything. 
David, why did you mess it all up? Oh, you know what, beloved? Sometimes we mess up and we can't even explain it. We mess up because we just mess up. Sometime in our weakness, we mess up. David messed up and now he has to live with the consequences of his sin. There are always consequences to sin. So God goes on to say to David through the preacher, it says, verse 11, David, the pastor said, David, God told me, thus says the Lord, he says, that he will rise up trouble against you from within your own house and he will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor and then he shall lie and, and, and he shall lie with your wives and the sight of this very son because I'm going to do it for everybody to know about. Ooh, I tell people, don't be playing with God today. You know, th th this is just the day when... God is showing us that he's a sovereign God. He has all power in his hands. I said he's sovereign. He does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, and with who he wants to do it to and with. He's a sovereign God. Don't play with God. But God said, do this thing before all of Israel and before the sun. Wow. God can really be tough sometimes. <laughs> you know, beloved, there are always consequences to sin. As I said before, David took Uriah's wife, and now God's going to let somebody take David's wife. <laughs> you reap what you sow. There are consequences to pay when you do the wrong thing. One of the main reasons you do not want to do things that displease God is because God is a God of both grace, mercy, but God is a God of justice. Oh, God has so ordered life that what we do will many times come back to haunt us. Oh, to bless us. Therefore, therefore, listen. When we sin, we should, we, we should come out of sin with the, the right attitude. Let me tell you something today. Attitude is everything. The attitude people have that there is no God today, oh, oh, oh they need to be prayed for the most. But on the other hand, those who say they believe in God and yet don't obey God probably need to be prayed for more than those who don't even know God. <laughs> oh, God. After hearing that God was going to punish him for what he had done, David did not, he didn't try to make excuses. He didn't try to make excuses. He didn't try to lie his way out. He didn't say, but Lord, I was about to lose it. I had to do it. Lord, you know what? They did this to me, so I did it back. Lord, I'm so sorry, but I don't know why I did it. I just did it. I don't know. David, who God has said is a man after his own heart, David said, 
David said, I have sinned. He told the pastor, he said, I have sinned against the Lord. Is the Lord that important to you that you would stop and say, I have sinned? Not against people, not against the, my boss, not against my children. I have sinned before the Lord. Oh, confession is good for the soul, beloved. The best thing you can do after you have sinned is to take it to the cross. I said, take it. To the cross. David was a sincere confessor. It was David's sin that gave him the ability to write Psalm 51. Listen, listen to David. He says in verse 10 of Psalm 51, he says, Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, put a new and right spirit within me. Help me, God. Help me be the person that you would have me be. All we have to do is go before the Lord and confess our sins. Sometimes you just slip and do things. You know, the other day I just slipped and did something. Well, I said something. And um, I want to be so clean with God that even little things I go, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. And some things God probably say, you know, uh, now there's bigger things to be sorry for, Lydia, because that, that really wasn't much. But I just don't want to take no chances. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. He said, don't cast me away from your presence, God. God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me your joy, your joy of salvation. And, and, and oh, Lord, sustain in me a willing and obedient spirit. Help me, Lord. Help me be the person that you would have me be. Oh, God, please have a mercy on me. Oh, yeah. There was a generation always praying. There had to be no long, beautiful prayer. They'd just be going around, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Well, young people, when older people try to tell you something about the consequences of sin, and you ought to be watching because you're not in here, but your parents ought to have you watching because there is no excuse now for not hearing the word of God. Get them kids, put them in the living room, put them on the couch, and cut on the 50-inch TV and go to church. Young people, when older people try to tell you something about the consequences of sin, it's because we tell it from experience. We know what will happen if you do some things. We ain't trying to criticize you or talk about you. You know how we know? Because we did them too. We're trying to give you feed forward so you won't make the same mistakes that, that we made. So you need to listen. Listen. If I had been burned by fire and showed you what fire would do to you, you'd be really cray-cray. 
really stupid to then put your hand in the fire too. Life would be a lot easier, young people, if you just listen. Now listen to this, beloved. David had committed murder, a capital sin. Murder is among the worst things you can do. David was supposed to die for what he had done, but he sincerely confessed his sin and repented before God. And when you do, when you do that, oh, something happens. Something happens. It's all in your attitude. You know, that's the way it was with your parents. You just couldn't be, it's all in your attitude. If you had an attitude, you better go and lock yourself in your room and whisper it to yourself, but you don't have no attitude with them. Well, God is the same way. Don't get no attitude with God. God don't play that. Listen, when we approach God with an attitude of humility, after we confess our sin before God because we are sorry, a thing called grace. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for grace. Grace is God doing for you what he don't have to do for you. Grace is God's unmerited love. It's his love that says, I love you anyway, in spite of who you are. Grace. Grace. And then mercy comes. Mercy. Oh, that means God's not going to give you what you deserve. The world may see all the bad in you, but mercy of God will see the good in you. God's grace and mercy. That's what's brought us through. That's why we ought to love God so much. Glory to God. Verse 13, chapter 12 in 2 Samuel is grace kicking in. Ah, So Pastor Nathan says to David, David, now the Lord has put away your sin and you you shall not die. Oh, nevertheless, because by his deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you will die. You know, some of us should have been dead. Some of our children could have been dead. But God's grace and, and God's mercy, some of us could have been shot just driving down the street. But God's grace and God's mercy, some of us have, could have been crippled. But God's grace and God's mercy, people used to say, there, but by the grace of God, go me. It could have been me. You ought to thank God and recognize when his grace and his mercy kicks in. Oh. Now, the story goes on to tell us that the baby of David and Bathsheba was born and after birth became very ill, not dead, but very ill. And when David saw that the baby was not born dead, he thought that he had some you know, David thought that what the Lord had done for him, he would do for the baby. So David began to pray 
that his baby would live and not die. Maybe God going to change his mind. David was appealing to God's amazing grace. Oh, he said, Lord, do for my baby what you did for me. Oh, but beloved, beloved, oh, this is good news. If you find yourself in a situation that's not yet dead yet, it's just sick. Pray about it. If God said it, he just might change his mind. Pray about it. It's not all over. It ain't all over. Pray about it. If, it. if it looks bad, but it's not stinking yet, pray. If it's hanging by a thread, oh, but it's still hanging, pray. God has been known to change his mind. And so David begged God for more grace, but the baby died. God is a sovereign God, which means he can do what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. He's God. You see, as long as the child was alive, there was hope. And so David went to God and he, he pleaded, as long as there is a possibility, you stay on your face and you pray. But however, however, what we need to get used to and what seems to just tear us apart when it shouldn't. However, when the baby died, David accepted it. <laughs> when it's dead, you need to let it go. You need to let it go. I have people telling me, well, when they died, my life just ended. That ain't what God meant for you to do. If you're still breathing, God ain't through with you. Your only worry should be, where did they go? Where did they go? If you know they were in heaven with God because they love God, then, what? then get over it. David accepted that. And David got up and went on. As long as you can do something about a situation, then do that. But when God makes his move, you got to go on. When you have taken it before God, leave it there. And whatever God decides to do, you accept it and you keep going. Don't look back. Move forward. Don't bring it back up. Let it go. Don't dwell on it. Turn it loose. Don't wallow in it. Get up and go ahead. Get up. When something is dead, you need to bury it. Lord, have mercy. Your heart's still broken. Lord, have mercy. A man that married somebody else two or three or four times. Your heart's still broken, so you don't want another man. That ain't God. <laughs> That's us. Some people say, well, my mother passed, so I just can't, I, I can't go back to the church she used to go to. I can't, I can't do it. Well, why were you here in the first place? Because your mama was here. Because God was here. When our parents die, and I'm talking about what I know, I told my kids the other day, I said, don't you ever forget. You have something at your age that I didn't have me. I didn't have a mother. 
I didn't have a mother. But I know that if I had given up and if I had stopped, not only God would have been displeased, but so would my mother have been displeased. God, when God is through with it, we ought to be through with it. Still bringing up sins and stuff we did when we were 13 and 14. Oh, Lord. And now we ate it. Let it go. You bring it up, God don't even know what you're talking about. He throws our sins into the deepest ocean when he forgives us. Get a new breath. Get a new start. Get up. And please God Almighty. And not only will he forgive our sins and give us grace and consequences, he'll also test our faith. And then, and then he'll reward us with even more. And the more is favor. <laughs> you see, the Bible says that, that following this season in his life, Following this season in his life, he let it go. Oh, he's the author of Old Testament books now. David didn't stop because of what he had done, because God had forgiven him for it. And God had asked him to pay a price, and he lived through the consequences. And David is the author of the Old Testament books called Ecclesiastes. David wrote the Song of Simon, Solomon, as well as many of the Proverbs and some of the Psalms. Oh, thank you, David, for getting over it and moving on to do what God wanted you to do. Child of God, hear me today. Child of God, hear me. God is some kind of God. He's some kind of God. When you come clean with God, he'll birth in you a Solomon. They birthed Solomon. When you come clean with God, he'll set your feet on high places. When you come clean with God, he'll raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breast of spring, make you to shine like the sun, and he'll hold you in the palm of his hands. You got to learn to keep going because God's grace and mercy. That's what brought me through. Don't fool yourself. I don't fool myself. I ain't that bad. I ain't that good. God's grace and mercy saw me through. The truth be, I'm living this moment, God, because of, of you. And Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I want to praise you. Because your grace and your mercy brought me through. Thank you for the example of the worst because if you can do it for David, 
do it for David. That's what the story's about. God said, if I'll do it for David, I'll bring him out and I'll bring him over out of my grace and my mercy because I know behind everything that David did, he loved God. God's grace and God's mercy brought us through, beloved. You and me, we're here because of God's grace. God doing for us what he didn't have to do. God doing for us what we didn't deserve. God loving us anyway. And his mercy. His mercy shows up when we guilty, real guilty. All the evidence is against us. And the devil says, life in prison. God says, let them go. Mercy. 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 When he could have done something to us and he didn't, mercy. It's mercy. Hallelujah. Let us all sing. Your grace and mercy. Brought me. I thank you, God. I thank you. I praise you. Your grace and mercy. I'm humble today. Brought me, me through. You know what, Lord? I'm living this moment. I'm living this moment because of you. Only you, God. Only you could have kept me this long. without you, God, I am nothing. Glory to God. Remember now who will have the last word. Only what you do for Christ will last. Remember who has the last word. 
He's showing us in every way that he's sovereign. He's showing us in every way that he's real. And he's showing us in every way that he is in control. Ah. Your grace and mercy. Thank you, God. If it had not been for the Lord, think about it, think about it. If it had not been for the Lord, who's on my side? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, Lord, I remember when my mother passed, and people tell me today, they said, you don't even remember, but we looked around, and you were gone. We found you way down a dark alley, sitting at the end of a trash can, weeping out of control. Your grace and mercy, if it had not been for the Lord who was in my life, tell me, where? church you know that the church is more than the building the church we are the church we take it with us everywhere we go our bodies are the temple of the Lord make sure you're keeping up with the word of God by any means possible today and thank forgiving your sins when you ask him with the right attitude. God's all about attitude now. Humility, faith, absorb and digest the word that we've heard today. The word that gives us life and strength and determination and a humble heart. We thank you. We praise you. send us out 
empowered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Send us out to a world who does not even know or believe in you. And let them see in us your glory. We praise you now. We love you now. We lift you up. Let the church say Thank you.